This is the Modern Conservative Podcast with John Harvey. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonathan Harvey, and I'm the host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Yes, I've been MIA for quite a few months, weeks, however you want to put it, but I have been gone and been busy trying to get some things accomplished and completed. And now I am back in color. For those of you who don't know, that color just happens to be black. But uh, (laughs) I want to welcome you to the show. Um, And, you know, right now in the country, you know, you get kind of burned out, uh, burnt out when uh, you try to fight a battle and the battle seems to be going nowhere. And for me, you know, that was my struggles, you know, trying to get things back in perspective and, you know, being a strong conservative, which doesn't mean you're perfect, by the way, folks. You know, we make mistakes, we make bad decisions and bad choices, and but yet we go on, we keep keep pushing forward as conservatives and we try to do what's right as, as the right. Um, today, I want to talk about something that's going on in the country, and that's our former President Donald Trump. Usually, I don't get on this conversation about Trump. Now, I have nothing against Trump. I like Trump. I really, really do. I actually respect Donald Trump, even though sometimes he can be somewhat um, abrasive for a lot of people. Uh, For me, it is not. You know, it's just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. If you've known Donald Trump, you know, through the media for or from the media for years, you know who he really is. Um, But it's kind of interesting to me right now because, you know, he's running for president again. And people often ask me. Is it a good thing if he was to run? And my thoughts are, you know, absolutely. It's absolutely a good thing because, you know, there's so many people there for DeSantis and and Tim Scott and others. But here's the thing with for me, with Donald Trump, I know what he can do when it comes to the entire country. Now, I do like DeSantis as well. DeSantis is more of a politician. Trump is not, and he doesn't claim to be a politician. I think that's what made him so effective because Donald Trump, you know, when he wants something done, he'll figure out how to get it done. He won't take no for an answer. So, for example, like the wall, for example, when they told him he couldn't build the wall, he figured out how to build the wall. Would other candidates have done so? Would other people, candidates just said, you know what, they say we can't do it, you know what, I'm done. That conversation is over. Um, My thoughts are on Donald Trump. I know exactly what he's going to do in our country. I know exactly what he's going to do. We had a great economy, 16 through 20. We absolutely did. And there's no denying it, people. There is absolutely no denying it. it. For those of you out there who says Donald Trump is just not, he's just too crasp. Okay. You say that to say what? you rather have a crappy economy just because you want a politician who sounds like a politician, like a, a Mitt Romney, maybe? You know, even a Kevin McCarthy. Now, some people like Kevin McCarthy right now. I really don't care much for him. Um, but he is part of the deep state. You know, you want someone like um, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. 
You want the politicians who tell you what you want to hear and do absolutely nothing that you want them to do. Well, you know, I, I don't I don't see it that way. I see Donald Trump as a man. When he tells you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Now, getting getting it done may piss you off the way he does it, but he gets it done. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The reason why our country is so much of a shamble right now is because people are voting for politicians who tell you what they're going to do rather than voting for politicians or men who are doing what they say they are going to do and then they do it. See, Donald Trump did something that the deep state didn't like. He showed you how to run a country. He also showed you how to bring back an economy that everybody else were saying was tanked. He was showing you how to bring down unemployment rate for minorities. He was showing you how to be resilient even though everybody's against him. You have the Democrats against him. Hell, you had half the Republicans against him, and then you had half the country against him. But nobody talked about how well they benefited when he was president. No one, no one wants to speak on how they were not unemployed when he was president. Nobody wants to talk about this man and what he did for HBSUs, historically black colleges, HBSC, excuse me. No one wants to talk about that. All they want to talk about is his damn tweets. I call it Twitters. And the things that he may say at times that sometimes are not too pleasant. But at the same time, they may not be pleasant. and You may not like the way he states it. But nine times out of ten, it has the element of truth in it. So we've got another election coming up next year, and we're going to have the same old crap show we had in 2020 and 24, just because he's participating in it. Democrats do not want him as president because a lot of them would probably go to jail this time. That was his mistake the first time. Hillary Clinton should have went to jail. He should have made an example of her. But when they let that slide, the Department of Justice let her slide, they knew the FBI was in the tank. And they've been using the FBI ever since. Case in point, his indictment. The indictment only exists because he was running for president of the United States. They probably most likely thought that they could strike a deal with him. Hey, don't run for office and uh, we won't prosecute you. That's just not Donald Trump. That's not the man we voted for. And that's not what fighters do. Some of us don't back down because of pressure. Some of us don't back down because it may give you a black eye. Um, because oftentimes there's more to the truth than the other side is telling. And with Donald Trump, that's been the case most of the past, what, five, six years. You know, if you got Republicans out there saying, you know, if he, you know, if they were to win, they would pardon him. I don't know how much of that is truth because they're running for an election. 
Now, because, you know, the Trump voters or the MAGA Republicans are some of the most diehardest voters in the country. They love themselves and Donald Trump. And they may not vote for anybody. But some of these other candidates may say, you know what, we will pardon Donald Trump. I will pardon Donald Trump if I become president of the United States. Well, right now, that's just a talking point. That's just a bait to get votes. Case in, case in point, Mitt Romney. Donald Trump endorsed Mitt Romney. And what did Mitt Romney do? Turn his back on him. I mean, I just heard Mitt Romney today on the news. He's speaking. He says, why didn't the president just turn in the documents? Why didn't he just turn them in? Turn them in? I, do, I don't understand that. Well, he should have been saying that same crap when Hillary Clinton had over 3,000 emails that she deleted. And she had an unsecured server, which had secured classified documentation on it. You know, I've often said to myself, I wanted to run for office to make a change. But the more and more I think about it, you need more than just one person trying to make a change. You need an army of people trying to make a change. Because half of the Senate are Democrats, then the other half are Democrats undercover acting like Republicans. And then in the House, half are Democrats, give or take. And then the other half is the same thing as Democrats acting like Republicans. It's not a game that we can win. I keep hearing people say, you know what, John, we can win this game. You can't win this game. Not if you can keep playing the way you've been playing it for the past 75 years. You're not going to win this game. We are people, who, we are the people that have to change how we play this game. Now, do I have the formula for that? No. But I do know what's been happening hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. In the past three years, the federal government is one of the biggest crooks on the planet. The federal government can get away with anything. The Constitution doesn't mean crap to them. They'll violate the Constitution. And once one state violates the Constitution and gets away with it, guess what? The others will follow. The others will follow. And that's how the domino effect comes into effect. I just think we conservatives need to do a better job at um, putting forth, putting forth great candidates. Now, how do you do that? You know, I say this all often, a lot actually. Every two to four years that we vote, we think we are putting good candidates in office. This is the mistake we make. There are great candidates when they're running, but they're shitty politicians when they're in office. That's the difference. And we have to accept that and figure out how do we stop 
the crappy guys from getting in office? And I really don't have the answer for it because this game has been played longer than I've been on this planet. And they're going to continue this game. You know, there's a reason why Pelosi was the way she was. She was a Democratic hack that wanted the country to be ran the way it's been run, ran for the past 75, 80 years. That's through the good old boy network. Look at all the power right now. They're all old people. They are all old people. Pelosi, Schumer, Biden. I mean, these, and even on the Republican side, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Grassley. These guys are old. They are the old guards. You know, the Uniparty will never go away unless we figure out how to the how to dissever the Uniparty. I'm telling you, I mean, some people may say I'm crazy. Prove me wrong. Nothing's changed. We've just gotten worse in the past three years. When COVID came about, 500 millionaire, billionaires were created. Those over had a net worth over a billion dollars. Their fortunes increased by 30%. How well did you do? How well did you do? Did you make a billion dollars? Did you make 30% more on your wealth in the past three years? The system isn't designed to help us. The system is designed for us to aid them in their wealth. Because you think about it. The federal government does not create anything. The one thing that they learn how to create for themselves, that is wealth. That is wealth. And it's off the backs, off the sweat of our backs. We do the work they become financially successful for the rest of their lives. The system is not designed for the American people, we the people. Now, in the beginning, it was about the people. When the founders of this country founded this country and settled this country, it was about the people. I mean, we were in our infancy in the very beginning. But when man learned how to work the people and learn how to cheat the people through government, that's when we went down that slippery, slippery slope. You think you have power. You don't have the power that you think because you know why? Because you give it to everybody who runs for office that you vote for. And then you wake up in the morning thinking going to work nine to five is what you're supposed to do each and every day. Granted, to put food on your table, I give you that. But the people that are making all the money, they're not going to work nine to fives. They just create laws, foundations, funnel money to Ukraine, back to the United States, funnel money through Haiti, back to the United States and make great wealth off our tax money. I know politicians right now who had a net worth when he ran for office of about $300,000.
If you check now, if you check his net worth now, it's $35 million within three years. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. And three years has a net worth of $35 million. And the good politicians, they're running around like a million dollars, $900,000. And one of two of those politicians are from Utah. See, that's the difference between a good politician and a politician who runs for wealth. Because when they run for wealth, you don't see them until it's an election. You don't hear from them until it's an election they need your vote. And people are so misguided because they don't understand or they don't they don't check into what has this individual, individual done since being in office. You don't check his track record. Oh, you know, you go, oh, God, he's back again. Oh, it's election time. Let's give him our, our, his vote because he looks so cute kissing our child or blah, 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 blah. That's where you're losing the game. That's where you vote for a guy who made millions of dollars in politics in three years and you don't know damn where where the money came from. Or you do know where it's coming from because the federal government and this particular individual, his, uh, his salary is uh, 183000 a year, something like that. 183000 a year. And I'm tired of politicians going to office to make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And for those of you who don't know I, that listen to, me, listen to me in other parts of the country and the planet, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. Now, Salt Lake City, Utah, we're having a special election right now. Representative Chris Stewart is stepping down. Good representative. I like Chris. Does a great job. He's not as visible as I want him to be, but I understand why he's stepping down, and I can respect that. So now we have an everybody and their dog running for his seat right now. We have the so-called Republicans. Oh, let me back up. They're so-called. No, let me back up again. They are Democrats in the last election who was running as Republican, and they were telling their constituents who are Democrats to run as Republicans because in Utah, you cannot win. Let me put it this way. The chances of you of you winning in Utah as a Democrat is a very, very slim chance. So you have to be a Democrat crossing over as a Republican to participate in our elections. So we have Becky Edwards. She's now running for Chris Stewart's seat, among others. And there's some good people running as well. Greg Hughes. Love Greg. Love Greg. You know, I wish Greg was a little bit more visible, but Greg was out of politics for a while. He was doing his business and he was doing his uh, radio show with uh, Rod Arquette. Great show, by the way. Great show. And. Um, and others, I have, like I said, I have some really good friends that are running and I wish them the best. I wish them all the best. I had phone calls asking me, would I run? I said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. No, I'm not running for a seat every two years. Just not doing it. Just not doing it. And plus, I pissed too many people off and, you know, locally. So I can only imagine what happened on the national stage. 
Um, but no, you know, so this seat everybody's running for, and I'm listening to these particular candidates, you know, and I'm thinking every single one of these, well, let me back up. Let me back up because I'll hear this. Not every single one of these candidates are great people. Um, some of these candidates are formal, former or active politicians in the state legislation here in Utah. And some of them I just don't agree with. Um, some of them are Republicans. I just don't agree with it, with them and some of the things that they've done. And then the good senators of the state of Utah should be running. They're, they're not running. And I don't understand that. I mean, I have some really good friends up in the Utah Senate that I think should be running for this particular chair and would have a damn good chance of winning it. And I would get behind them. Utah is something different when it comes to politics. You would think every bill we pass in the state was absolute conservative. It's not. We have a so-called Republican um, legislators running bills that are somewhat liberal. Well, somewhat extreme moderate. Let me put it that way. In our state. And is if that becomes contagious and we start seeing these kind of bills all the time, that's when you start leaning towards the purple side of things. And we're not too far from there now. We're really not too far from there. I just think we this year need to do a better job battling some of these candidates. Yes, it takes money. We know that. Um, but it doesn't take a lot of money to um, tell ourselves that we're only going to vote for good, vetted, and candidates. My hope is that, you know, if we don't love in the past, let's vet these guys. Let's vet them. You know, um, hell, if I was to run, you know, I would hope you would vet me, but I'm the kind of dumbass, I'll just tell you who I am publicly. I'll save you the headache. I will save you the headache. Black man by chance who happens to be a conservative, who believes in God, who believes in being a good father and raising his children, not perfect, made mistakes, make mistakes, and will make more mistakes in my life. With me, I'm not going to paint a pr pretty picture of somebody that I'm not because if I like to say the word damn, I'm going to say the word damn. My public persona is it is who I am. I am who I am. Just like and that's why I want Canada to be to be. And that's why Trump is who he is. Because he just stayed Donald Trump. The Trump we've always known him to be. Look, I didn't expect Trump to be a politician. Because if you knew Donald Trump before 2016. He was not a politician, and he was quite the mouthpiece. Quite the mouthpiece. As a matter of fact, I think when he became president, he actually toned it down a little bit. Because if you thought he was arrogant now, research him back in 2020, in 1988. Cocky, egomaniac, misogynistic, 
You know, that was just who he was. He was a playboy. He was known as America's playboy, billionaire playboy. That's what he was known for. The same people that are calling him a racist today are the same people back in those days were having them on their TV shows, their radio shows, on their news network, praising him. And that's why a lot of us like Donald Trump, because we know who he is and what you're going to get with that man. And that's how it should be with every politician. Now, I'm not saying every politician should be, you know, egotistical, arrogant, condescending. No, I'm not saying that. But we would appreciate you being a real person. We would appreciate you being the person that we we think you are. We don't like surprises. That's what we don't like. This is the problem in our country with the people. We the people are tired of surprises from the people that we put in office. Somebody said to me one time, said, John, in order to pass my good bills, I have to vote for some bad bills. And I would say up to a point, there's some truth in that. Because you got to think about it. And this goes back to what I had alluded to prior in the show. I said, I'm, if I was to run for office, I'm just one man. One vote will not change the world. It will not change the world. And as, as long as I've been dealing with the politics in the past three years now and being up at the Capitol, I see how this game is played. This game is played for pat my back. I'll pat your back if you pat mine. Or maybe slap my ass and I'll slap yours. I don't know. I don't know how they do it up there. Bump fists. I don't know. Bump uglies. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that's how they do it. It's all about trade. It's all about trade. It is nothing up there that's 100% original. It's planned. It's structured. It's done through conversations. It's done through committee. You know, this stuff is a game. Some guys don't get bills passed because they say they're too conservative. This is in Utah. Too conservative. Too conservative. That's how the game is played here. That's literally what goes on. Um, some good bills got killed because a certain senator was too conservative. As a matter of fact, they call him a racist. That word has been used so much. They need to figure out a new word for it now because everything nowadays is racist. I'm so sick of the word racist. I'm so sick of the word racist. And we just got to figure out how to get our country back on track. Yes, the election is coming up in a few months. Yes, there are going to be a lot of devils winning seats in this election. Yes, we're not going to be happy with some of the choices. But yes, we are the people. But not only that, we are the power. American pride. Put it where your heart is, this election. Put it where your heart is. Make your vote count. Make them earn your vote this time. They're counting on us being dumbasses. They're counting on us being lazy. They're counting on us not vetting them. 
I'm just telling you, make them earn the vote this year. America, get us some good candidates. Get us some real good candidates. And let's put some power in office, some people power in office. No dumbasses. We want people like Matt Gates, Rand Pauls, um, Mike Lee. Some of you guys don't like me, Mike Lee, but I do. Um, Jim Jordan, um, Josh Hawley. These are the kind of people, Andy Biggs, you know, these are the kind of people we want in office. So think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Work hard at it this time when, you, when you're out voting. Really work hard at it. And let's try to put good candidates in, candidates in office this year. I mean, before I go, I want to say thank you guys for joining me tonight. You know, it's been a while. And uh, I want to say I'll be back every Tuesdays and Thursday. Um, they'll be posting later that evening on my platforms. Um, you can go and check me out on the Monica service or tmcpnation.com, tmcpnation.com, and um, pick up some merchandise, help support the program, and um, we will be seeing you on Thursday. Have a great night, America, and I love you all. This is the Modern Conservative Podcast with John Harvey.